1: They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leaf Davis esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery.
0: Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, discussing the town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward and you're tuning into the Pre-Match Show in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. This is the Crew Away edition and joining all of us fresh from his trip overseas, scouting trip was it, Um, Seb Brown. Good to see you mate. Welcome back. Um, How are you?
3: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. How about yourself? You doing all right? yeah you've got that I end of t- t- end of school year vibe where the teacher kind of... starts to bring in a tv on a stand and you can bring in a board game and you're, yeah. you're just kind of thinking i'm ready for the summer now
0: i need the digital version of buckaroo <laughs> yeah for someone <laughs> to bring in their sega game gear because they've got rich parents or something like that but we are live so we want to hear from you um tonight um lift our spirits lift the moods you know we might win 6-0 on saturday who knows um charlie D getting in there early. Good evening to you. FBR track to one of the telegram crew. Good evening to you. Um, Michael Warner. Good day to our folks in Brisbane there. Evening to Skip, another Telegram legend. Robert, um, good to have you with us. Um bits on the f um, one my way. Um, hopefully, um what's the word what's the word I'm looking for here, Seb? He's driving, driving responsibly
3: and safely and yeah. yeah. Good
0: and hopefully for you. I'll see
3: him tomorrow at some point for us. Yeah. The last um, away game snap.
0: It's a rite of passage to be papped by Bits, so make sure you do. At Turbo the Sailor on Twitter, so do say hello to Bits in his bucket hat. Um, evening to Elliot, bring in... Yeah, it'd be good to start talking about, although I hate it, Elliot. Are you looking forward to silly transfer season, Sev? I kind of well, partly...
3: We won't know, will we? Because last year, we got an EATD and TWTD exclusive 30 minutes before, and they were suddenly announced, weren't they? So true, true. I think true. Though, the, the days of the, the silly, you know, I think, didn't you put into Room 101 about six months ago, silly transfer accounts on Twitter and stuff, you know, we all know the rules. Don't, don't follow those kind of stuff. When you see it from TWTD or, uh, or Stu and Andy, then it's, it's good to go.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to remember if I actually won or not. Um, given Probably not, I given your track record, loon. let's be honest. So yeah, I, was, I have got the league tables in case we need them for later on. But yeah, Elliot, it'll be good to have something different to talk about. Um, lots of kit speculation ramping up as well, which is something more in my wheelhouse. Here's my, um, here's my football shirt. Friday shirt of the day, um, evening to Mark. Um, here we go. I called you guys Matthew Marshall earlier in the season, oh. but I'm upgrading to Crawford and Phillips. FPL. God bless you. Skip's going with Kuki and Men. I johnson and stewart and i'm stewart and you're johnson never, yeah
3: it never worked i did it that's the doubt we can't have that because it never ever that's worked point.
0: that's the whole point um <laughs> evening to eric i'm riding a donkey down a country road well drive your donkey respectively i don't, I don't, respectively. don't know i don't know where i'm going text to talk no. activated there you go bits has got the technology he will use it yeah good to have you all with us and um, we will do the usual we'll go through bits and pieces of news quite a lot of contentious news, Um, I'm sure you can all figure out what's coming and I'm going to put Seb under pressure to give us his take on that one Um, let's jump straight into the news now shall we let's not beat around the bush and yeah I mean a big talking point this week Seb out of um, yesterday I think it was the the news break that confirmed um, that Tyree Simpson wanted to leave the club in the summer, obviously record in January from his loan at Swindon and uh, it sounds like a deal can't be done and yeah, um, what's what's your reading of this situation? We can we're speculating a lot of this, but yeah, what's yeah. your thoughts?
3: It's still relatively fresh, isn't it? You know, at, at the moment, it would suggest they've reached an impasse and no agreement can be made, and he's not training with the first team, and, and that'll be, at, I, I assume, will trigger the extension, and then we'll look to, to to sell him for a bit of money in the in the summer. I can see both sides of it, to be honest. Uh, I'm not really trying to do a David Diamond and say a bit of both or sit on the fence, but I, I can see both sides of this argument. You know, our our ambitions and our our sort of mantra has now changed. We're now, you know, going after championship-level players. And, and 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 I don't necessarily think that even if he stayed and signed a new three-year deal and was part of the first-team squad next year, I, I don't think Tyree Simpson is the answer. Uh, equally, he wants to, you know, he's had a taste of first-team football and really wants to, to play. But, you know, I guess he probably doesn't really see a pathway here. So it's it's sad it's come to this. I don't necessarily like the way we basically recalled him from Swindon and said, sign that and you can go back, don't sign it, and you're in the under-23s. I, I wasn't necessarily keen on that kind of tactic, but at the same time, I, I don't think he's the answer. So whilst it's going to be a, a shame for him to move on, uh, you know, I think we just we just part our ways and we see what, what comes of it. The odds are probably against him in terms of going on and being one that we regret letting go you know if we look at the the vast majority of players that that, that move on uh it's very rare someone really comes back to bite so i guess jordan Rhodes is always the one people consider but he had a you know a much much higher goal scoring rate in the in the reserves and in the day and, and and going out on loan to brentford and stuff so it's sad but i think we've kind of moved on as a club to higher level possible targets he doesn't see a pathway wants to go elsewhere and i think somebody in the championship will take a punt on him because for them it's a pretty low risk thing to do and i guess uh i think Did Joe say in Telegram earlier, probably get a loan back to to League One um, and they'll see how good he is. And he'll be an inexpensive punt at 500 grand, maybe 400 grand for a club. And if he makes it, he makes it and they might make a bit of money off him. And if he doesn't, he'll get three or four years of loaning out. He'll get released and he'll try and pick up his pieces elsewhere. So it sounds like it's an impasse and, you know, this is it now. There's no further negotiations planned. Interestingly, I listened to the KOA did a YouTube Video with uh, uh, Mark Heath and Stuart Watson, and Stuart Watson was suggesting that the the under twenty three contracts, the reserve team contracts, Ashton wants to kind of get them all standardised. Apparently, they're very very hit and miss, depending who the player was and you know who was in charge of the club at the time. And he's looking to bring a bit of uniform and order to that. So I guess Tyree Simpson might have to accept that. And then obviously, you know, Tyrie Simpson is looking at people like Dobra and Darber and thinking well hang on I've I've done more than Dobra's done this year in league 2 and I'm not on his wage and I want that so it sounds like it's it's not going to get resolved and I guess we 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 trigger the extension we move him on and hopefully we'll learn a little bit from the lesson in terms of how to potentially deal with things and how to deal with, you know, modern, modern footballers and, you know, old school necessary tactics of maybe sign this or you're gone. Those days are probably moved on. Now it'll be sad and we'll, we'll see if it comes back to bite us. But personally, I, I don't think it will. What, what do you think? Do you, do you think that's about accurate or do you think we're making a huge mistake letting him go?
0: Yeah, I, uh, I... It's difficult, isn't it, to judge? So we, we've we seen a brief glimpse of Tyree Simpson actually in an Town shirt, Blackpool. And yes. he brought a good presence. Um, but then I think played the next home game, was it Fleetwood maybe, um, on the Tuesday night and the board didn't stick with him. And there's a really great video from Ali Maxwell from the Not the Top 20 pod. Um We always endorse there. Their output, um, and he's given a kind of five-minute assessment, and you know quite fairly, and probably along the similar lines to you said, acknowledges that there's a player with innate ability. They're probably more physical ability rather than mental or tactical ability, but that can be trained. And the extent to which he's got the aptitude to learn that stuff will kind of determine how far he goes. Yeah. So I can kind of see why his agent and and maybe he can thinks he can do better and wants to, you know progress up the pyramids and all that kind of stuff i kind of get that i think there's two mistakes that we've made one is sending a player out on loan and not renewing their contract before they went out on loan to remove any doubt about you know here's your pathway it sounds like elkin is a player who's going to follow a a similar path to corey and darba so the pathway to me is really clear is you play in the efl Cups, the pizza cup, or what have you. If you're here, you're playing the cups, and if you do well, great. But it's about minutes at a lower level um, to come back into the situation where you're ready to go. And Corey and Arbour is now at that stage. You know, I'd be surprised if he isn't around our first team mm-hmm. the start next season. So I'm disappointed that the club didn't really make that approach clear to Terry Simpson before he went out alone, or if they did, they didn't line up the contract behind that. But also, Kieran McKenna is a really great manager to work for if you're a young player, I'm sure. I'm just disappointed that his agent and he maybe haven't seen that. And maybe it's the off field stuff that's, you know, getting in the way of that kind of thinking. But. It does it's sound like he's had situation. Some,
3: some bad advice, hasn't? It? Let's be honest. It does. We don't know the ins and outs of it. You know, it's playing out in public, which is perhaps not necessarily how I'd like these things to be done. And Ashton brought it up, didn't he? One of the fans' forums, and yeah, from that so, point onwards, it's kind of been, you know, we've we've kind of leaked stuff, and I'm not sure that's necessarily the best way to do it. But it, it would suggest that maybe his representation isn't giving him the best advice with his his, his well, interests at
0: heart, possible. And that's what Mark has said here. Um, badly advised I'm afraid but to be honest we will need better strikers and uh, there's something to be said if
3: it's two years ago, you know, if it's two years ago and we're going into our third, fourth season in League One under Marcus Evans and you know, we might be thinking we need to give him a chance here, but we have moved on. Our ambitions are now, you know, got Ashton's in the States having planning meetings and, you know, we're discussing lower end championship players that we're going to attract because our recruitment list isn't that different. Now we've stayed down compared to what it would have been going up and you know, there's lots of rumours around on social media. I just think as a club we've moved on and our targets, unfortunately for Tyree Simpson are, are higher than his ability level at this Wanted
0: to. Yeah, Robert here, two new top 20 plus strikers. You know, we'll, yeah, smash that and he can one title. But he's right. Robert's right because Jackson's likely to stay. We can, I think, yeah. towards the end of this season, we'll start speculating on contract renewals. I wouldn't be too surprised if Jackson and Piggott are the only ones who remain, but it's clear that we'll be recruiting there. And yeah, it's, I think a lot of people are saying, you know, FBL tracked here, it's a shame. Um, but it's possible everyone wins. You know, if we get the good fee, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people kind of. Here we go, Elliot. Um, Calen uh, Lavery or Kundai Benyu, and that's the risk for Tyree Stitt.
3: Simpson, isn't it? You know, that's yeah. the risk for him. A lot, like I said, a lot of these players won't go on to make it. So he might have had a taste of first team football at League Two level, but you know, it's it's a it's a big bad world out there, so to speak. And time and time again, we've said about a player that left slightly too early, and perhaps should have stayed for a bit of development. And hopefully for him, he won't be one of those. But you know, the odds are are against him.
0: Yep, Elliot here. Badly advised by Lucan by I feel the line in the that Ashton has drawn will pay off in the long run. I think you're right. And there's going to be some pain. We've already had pain in Liam Gibbs going to them lot. Yeah. and Hopefully this is the last time. Um, interesting one from Andrew here. I love this one in, albeit the speculation, I think Andrew will start towards the end of the season when we've got less to talk about in terms of match action. But any any targets you want to speculate about? So it doesn't have to be kind of, you know, viable targets anyone that you've you've caught your eye maybe this season in yeah, all the but, research that you've done as well <laughs> we're
3: going to go for championship level players let's be honest you know I think if we're signing league one players again next year I I, I would be surprised for everything you hear suggests it's going to be from the next level up and just so we could wind Dave up about it every single week I'd really like Wycorn to come back and start taking corners <laughs> again just so we have that ammunition every single week when he gets 10 assists from corners so you know if we have got Sorry, a player of that guys. that level wouldn't that I know he's probably what 30 132 now, maybe Waghorn. He's not played very much for Coventry this year, but if you could get that level of striker back in, you know, convince him to drop down to to League One level, then that would be, you know, a hell of a sign. Though I would say, who's the guy uh, we were linked with him a couple of years ago and he went to um, Peterborough and scored a load of goals and hasn't done Clark, Clark Harris. Harris. Yeah, Johnson Clark Harris paid potentially from he went from Bristol Rovers, didn't he? And we were linked a couple of years ago and they wanted a feast. Obviously, we didn't do it. But you know, at this level, he's pretty much proven and he can you know play that kind of central role on his own. He's a big physical kind of guy, so he'd be one that would uh, would catch my eye as well.
0: Yeah, a um, bit there talk about pathway, paramount, but we only want, I think you, what he means is we only want players who buy into the philosophy. No way we should be looking at striker. He's only scored eleven goals in League Two as our first choice. Yeah, absolutely. All, yeah, fair point there, Skip. Yep. Um, what else have we got? Uh, yeah, Ben or a Gibbs. Uh, yeah, you've, it'd be stranger things have happened than Norwich. he will go to
3: Peterborough and they'll sell him to the Premier League in three years' time for fifteen million quid. That'll be sods law. When it, and we'll sit back and say, oh yeah, we did regret letting him go.
0: Some suggestions here of players who are in form so, in the like, championship.
3: Yeah, that'd uh, be amazing. Would, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, require a big fee, guys. I'm, um, I, I am going to put my stall out early. Cole Stockton and, and Joe Ironside are not the answer.
3: Are they not um, just joke Piggott twelve months down the line? That's, that's what I would kind think. What yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, that's what I, I would don't think. know
0: whether Elliot's making a. Suggestion I think Tyne will be at championship level one way or the other, yeah, next season as well. Um, but we shall see, yeah. Always it-
3: Taylor, I guess, was another one from Oxford mm-hmm. potentially, and you could do a double deal and get Cameron Brannigan as well, maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah, so yeah, let the speculation It's, it's silly season started already. Uh, let's move on to the last bits of news before we start talking about crew. Good news, you are one of these people, Seb. Season ticket sales on course to be the highest in around a decade. Um, you're speculating. The 2015, 16 well, I presume season, that, that logically,
3: you know, if it's 10 years, that must be the only time we saw a year-on-year increase in tickets, surely.
0: Yeah, about 14, 15, 15, 16, you think. But great news and still time for more.
3: Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, was it the automatic renewal was finished today, and there's early bird window two launches relatively soon. So, if you're still umming and ahhing, you know, you can spread it across 12 months on an interest free direct debit and stuff. And, you know, you can buy your gold card for 20 quid that gets you to all the lovely northern away days where you're standing on a freezing cold terrace with 500 other people packed in like sardines. So, no, it's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, we, we've spoken, you know, is McKenna averaged 20,000 plus every game since he came in. So, and if yeah. we're at 14, just under 14,000, season tickets this year, it's not unreasonable to think that might increase to 15,500, 16,000 maybe and we might start seeing, you know, crowds of 22, 23 24 25 thousand become the norm and that would be absolutely phenomenal because, you know, it's brilliant when that north stand is in full voice and there's a big game to play i love it i still get you know that my my hairs on my arms still stand up sometimes at portman road because it's our home you know and there's nothing better than a a, a packed out portman road to steal their their campaign slogan and here's hoping that you know we get a few more a few more thousand under under our belts and we can really really look to build it into a fortress next season
0: I like how you went all Martin Lewis there with your, you know, if, if you get a gold card, then uh, yeah, it's brilliant. So um, there's all your sales advice. Um, Seb is your man. The other thing as well, a bit of advice as well, which we're we're relying on on Seb to do some jiggery pokery with his ticket, is a lot of people, well, some people will not renew, right? And if you've got hope to be in a part of the ground, there's a point where season ticket holders don't renew their tickets and are then released and it doesn't happen until June time, Yes, I think. Yeah. So if you are looking to find yourself near your mates, you know, you might have to go approximate. Yeah. But it is possible to move your ticket after buying one as well. So the club are quite good about that. So June time is when start thinking about that. I'm just looking through the chat. Any chat on season tickets? No, more on transfers. We'll come back to that. Someone I've just seen the words Ivan Tony in there. Um come on, guys. <laughs> um I love I love the optimism. <laughs> Finally, um, in terms of um, when we talk about Crutes, the last away game of the season, um, ITFC women's last home game of the season. It's quite a slam, uh humdinger. I was going to say a slam dunk. It's not a slam dunk by any means. It's a humdinger, though, against Oxford at the Gold Star Ground. Essentially, we know now Southampton will finish in top spot and will go into the playoff against Wolves, and we hope they win and go away and make next season very much more straightforward for ITFC women, Um, but a comfortable win last week against London Bees. Good to see um, our own Lucy O'Brien on the score sheet, along with Maria Boswell and Lucy Egan. Good to see also Sophie Peskett, who we've spoken to as well, um, making her return from injury. um, Really tough one. And she's um, now um, running out and I think doing some stuff with the first team as well, which is great. Um, But yeah, Oxford, really big game. want to finish the season on on a high step, or at least to secure yeah. that second spot. And Oxford have games in hand, a game in hand on us. There's a, a five-point gap um, with one game in hand for Oxford, and that game in hand is against Southampton. And you kind of wonder whether yeah. Southampton will be focusing on their playoff or whether they will be keeping it relentless. But either way, if, if, if they switch draw or better We're on Garky's Sunday, they should be doing enough yeah. to get that second spot. And that's kind of what we want to make the season, you know, I'm sure that there's disappointment in the squad and obviously fans wanted a promotion. But, you know, first season at this level, second place, marginal – missing out on stuff isn't it so it's been a it's yeah, been a good season uh, all in all
3: absolutely and players missing for the season that will be around next yeah. year you know that could make the difference so important they they you know finish strongly and yeah get that second place like you say hopefully southampton go away uh, it still seems crazy that you can have two teams as as consistent and as great as us and southampton and you know there's no guarantee that either of them will be going up it's a it's a crazy system that needs looking at with with you know it needs to be completely reformatted but if they can finish strongly and then you know look to to get some of the injured players back over the over the pre- Season look to go again next year. Hopefully, this time next year we'll be sat there talking about a, a double men's and women's promotion party.
0: That'd be good, wouldn't it? Mm. That's what they're waiting for. Yeah, very good stuff. So, yeah, we'll be heading down to the Gold Star. Do say hello. I think Dave and I will be going down, down there as well, and a few others of the friends of Blue Monday as well. So, um, yeah, come and say hello. And if you've not been yet, um, it'll be a really great game. Hopefully, so um, um, and hopefully sunny as well. It's been. It's not rained for. I've cursed it now, and I? But why would you say that? Why? I don't know. It's the weather look, it looks okay for the weekend, so um, let's do a few more comments before we um, talk about crew. Um, Elliot, I think our system is built for striking the world of a pre-left wing Freddie Sears. We he's- might have
3: that in the building, and Connor Chapman might uh, Con- Connor Chaplin. He came out in the week, didn't he? He said he likes to be a nine or a nine point five. I know he's not as fast as Freddie Sears was, but if you're looking for somebody to be a bit of a pest and press and that kind of thing, we we might have the answer to that here already. But he would need. Somebody like like Sears needed Murphy alongside him. He would need a physical body to create space and do a bit of the the brunt work, so to speak, uh, alongside him, wouldn't
0: he? Um, uh, worth noting, that Freddie Sears has had a pretty decent season for you.
3: Is it a dozen goals or so, something like that? Yeah, yeah he's um, done all
0: right. My my brother and all Cole U fans suggest he's the among the better of the Ipswich Town recruits, um, though not overly impressed with a lot of them. He's, if he's honest, uh, but. That's what happens when you go shopping in the bargain bin, isn't it? Uh, flim Flam. Wouldn't we be surprised if we see a couple of front yeah. youngsters? Yeah, the recruitment is hopefully going to be a bit more on point this season because much to Paul Cook's disappointment there. There wasn't, a, yeah. there wasn't a room. So we, we might have a have recruitment
3: room. room with just Sam Williams sitting in it with a massive maps of Europe and little pins all over the <laughs> all over the country identifying talent. No, that'd be great, wouldn't it? You know, we've spent so long now having our recruitment solely based on, you know, I, I can't remember Wise the last... Yeah, I can't think who the last foreign, you know, youngster that we bought in would have been. It was the guy that announced Nixon. Paul Jewel was leaving by mistake, you know, before it happened. Czech Kumiara or
0: something. Oh, like Kiyo- um, the yeah.
3: Coach S. Partey.
0: Yeah, f- <laughs> famous had,
3: tweet. We had Devin Yao, didn't we? And Roy Keane. He was American, though, wasn't he? He wasn't European. Yeah. So, yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? If we can cast our net slightly further afield. And I always like, Dutch players, you know, technically excellent players. Wouldn't it be great to get a couple of Dutch youngsters that could tear up the under-23s and and, and make a contribution next season? I
0: don't want to depress you, but um, Jonas Axeldahl or Marco Holster probably have kids who are playing football who would be 18, 19, maybe, ready to make the trip over.
3: a bit less those two. Let's go the for the ferry. grandchildren of, uh, of Tyson. So the
0: the ability gets better the, uh, the, the further <laughs> yeah. it goes down the generations. Um, Connor Wickham's an interesting shout. Obviously, he's MK Don's, I believe, at the moment. I think he's doing a
3: short-term deal, though, wasn't mm-hmm. it? He only tends to get a year deal because the injury history. But you know, if you you know, I think what, what we all expect is is the strikers to be in the mold of Caden Jackson with a bit better quality finishing. You know, he's, he he likes that pacey, athletic front man, and I'm not sure Connor Wickham necessarily is that anymore
0: physical presence though to what you were saying before but yeah
3: potentially you you do need options don't you You need a plan B and stuff
0: Michael uh, talking about 20 goals striker what about uh, midfielders and number 10 scoring 10 each yeah I mean that's a great shout I think there's a comment further down defender scoring 5 or 6 goals quite right Michael, I think... Yeah, the that's goals, the one that's hurt. Yeah. You know, Chaplin's
3: got 10 or so, and Burns, I guess, is a midfielder. He's got 10 or so, and selena has got, is it five or six? But the defenders, you know, that 14-15 season, it seemed, was it Chambers, Smith and Berra all had half a dozen or so each? And that makes a, a crucial difference. However, to get that going, you're going to have to start improving your set pieces, aren't you?
0: You are um skip was talking looking for an Ivan Tony type so ah, not, okay. yeah right. there you go I saw the words but didn't read everything around it so fair enough I guess a lot of people will be looking for that as well though skip don't yeah. they um bits is starting to speculation he's in the know hearing talks to two players who kind of McKenna's already coached previously coached um there you go nice the and there Ed, so, Edison
3: Cavani in one matter
0: there you go Pogba after yeah. after Wednesday <laughs> night Tuesday night um yeah, Jason makes a good point, and um, we asked Mark Ashton this on the pod a few weeks ago. You know, the more people in the ground, the better the budget gets. So um, think of that as motivation. As, you, as um, if you need to, Mark's worrying about yeah, Wolfenden, and it's weird how he's gone from nowhere to somewhere all of a sudden. But yeah, so it's a risk of being in League One, isn't it, So
3: It is, but I don't think they'll leave. To be honest, I don't think. I don't think him or Edmondson, I guess, are the two defenders that could possibly leave. I don't think it would make it worth our while. Do you, given that they're, you know, I mean, what are they going to pay for them? They said they discussed it on the live show the night. Go and check the live show out with Ben, uh, Joe, and Craig. And they were saying, wouldn't they? I think Joe was saying that what are you going to bid for him? No more than three million quid. And to us, that's kind of pointless because we can't really look to reinvest out of this level. So, you know, Ashton is savvy enough and smart enough and experienced enough to our cost with Adam Webster to know that you don't make the sale from League One where you've got no strength whatsoever. You make it to Brighton in two years' time from the Championship and you sell Luke Wolfenden for 15, 20 million quid plus add-ons. You know that's Thankfully now, that's the kind of you know people that are running the club and, and, and in them we have to trust. But I'm pretty confident that come the start of the season, I think a good seven, maybe six or seven of the starting 11 will be what's in the building already. And I think both Edmondson and, and Wolfenden will be amongst that.
0: Do you mean in the starting 11? Because seven of the current squad being in the building is means a lot of people will leave them.
3: So. No, sorry. I mean, I mean yeah, the starting 11, I think you could pick seven at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm not advocating another Demolition Man summer.
0: <laughs> just making sure, just making sure. <laughs> I don't think Mark Ashton wants that either, as well. Um, before we jump into crew, um noticed this earlier. The very kind words from F.E.R. Tractor want to say how good I think these pre match pods are, in particular the live ones. I can see there's a lot of research I could, for any, you could see this the word document that is off the side of the screen here where seb has sent me over um stuff so I sound important and know like know what I'm talking about um planning goes into um selfishly out there continue um firstly thank you fbl really appreciate that if you've um obviously every summer we kind of have a a, a planning meeting somewhere um then TBC, and decide what we do and if you've enjoyed these I think seb and I Said we can speak for himself in a second, but quite like the little pre-match community we've got here and yeah. the usual suspects in the chat. I think doing it live every week is, is is a bit of a challenge, but we if we can we will. But if you've got any thoughts on it, if you want to see them come back next season, um, then do let us know. And also, if you've enjoyed it um, and wouldn't mind doing so, popping us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube it does make a lot of difference in the algorithm. It's the dirty games that we have to play in terms of putting our content out in the ether. Um, but if you do appreciate that and wouldn't mind giving us some up, I can see two people who've done that on Facebook, Rob and Rob, Robert, Robert and Rob. So thank you guys for that. But yeah, if you're on YouTube and want to do similar, we'd appreciate that too. And if you haven't subscribed, do that too, because we'll have plenty of cool stuff in throughout the summer as well. Um, some stuff being signed off as we speak as well. Um, but yeah, Seb, um, have you enjoyed doing all the research.
3: No, I hate it no okay. I'm joking no it's, uh, yeah it's been great we discussed last summer didn't we? We, we we thought there was a gap in our schedule for a pre-match show so you and Harry used to go into forensic level detail and I made it quite clear from day did. one Harry I can't, did I, can't I, I cannot do it. that level of detail but no it's good isn't it you know we, we've all kind of learned something and like you say the little community we've built is great we've had people come up to the Greyhound and say hello to us and say how much they enjoy the shows and stuff so it's lovely to hear and and like Rich says if you do love them then then, then please give us a like and you know go on the Blue Monday website and check out our our uh, telegram group and you can see how you can get involved in that because it's a little community we're trying to build and presumably we have to go do we have to go to ben with our with our uh, meeting and say give us a second series and we'll have to beg give over the summer
0: series, you shit. and see what yeah. he comes
3: up with but hopefully no we'll be here you know we'll do the research we kind of hoped it would be championship level research next year which i was quite looking forward to because there's a lot more information out there and it's probably a lot more interesting but if they want us to we will do it again and we will still discuss the likes of Morecambe and Cheltenham and stuff for another 12 months
0: yeah um, Ben on the pre-match the plays with it yeah no issues with that Michael you know deliberately so you know um, You know, Ben and I are different sides of the same coin as it were so there you go so yeah thank you um, and um, oh that's a, yeah really appreciate that um, there you go oh guys thank you very in the go. love thank, thank let's, you very let's much. see if we've earned this, this love and respect Seb when we talk about crew here we go <laughs> um and i guess if you're looking for a team to maybe try some experimentation and rotation um we couldn't do a huge amount better than a team that's already yeah. relegated not been a great season for crew has it so.
3: no it is the deadest of dead rubbers isn't it you know, where did that saying come from dead rubber i haven't got a clue it suddenly i look my- up
0: on the internet you keep going
3: okay uh, yeah if you wanted a, a game to experiment where there's absolutely no bearing you know when we're playing the likes of Rotherham away and Wigan at home we do have to you know take into account the integrity of the league I guess we have to kind of you know put our strongest side etc but this game means absolutely nothing so if you want to experiment and give people chances from the start or chances off the bench then it is to be crew they're already relegated they went down a couple of weekends ago uh, bottom of the league, or flat bottom bottom of the league table sorry flat bottom with 28 points played 44 won 7 drawn 7 lost 30 scored 35 goals and conceded 80 so you know they're our side that that ship goals left right and center they're in poor form they've only won one of their last five and only two wins in the last 19 games uh they beat AFC Wimbledon 3-1 a couple of weekends ago it was the first um the first match in charge for the caretaker manager. Uh, but they are they are rock bottom. It, it comes down to poor recruitment because they, they were quite comfortable last year, the way they finished, but they lost the likes of Charlie Kirk last summer and Owen Dale, the guy that went to Blackpool last summer. And, you know, they recruited poorly and stuff. And, and as a consequence, they're, they're heading back down to League Two.
0: And as we'll talk about as well, we know the crew have got an excellent academy. They always have but this is a really inexperienced team and an inexperience in areas of the pitch where you don't want inexperience yeah. to and injuries too as well so they've been a factor it has, yeah. They've
3: got some injuries, and they've taken, you know, the young starlet on loan from Man City in in Ben Knights, the, formerly of this parish, and uh, he's he's had injury problems and stuff. So it's just not worked for them at all. They they, they got rid of David Artell a couple of weeks ago. He's moved on. So I guess their plans this summer. The, the encouraging thing is, I guess, if it is a young side, they can look to, you know, rebuild and and, and look to go again in League Two rather than have to clear out a load of journeymen and, and older players, you know, I guess the whoever they appoint, if they appoint the caretaker manager or the or they get an external appointment, they'll have a, a bit of quality to work with and they'll just be hoping to to come back as soon as possible, won't they?
0: Yeah, and and that quality is 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 gonna have learned lessons at this level. Um not, you know, I guess you stop learning lessons when you get pumped every week, but last time out a one nil defeat to Sheffield Wednesday isn't <laughs> relatively speaking for their season is not Too bad, is it? Yeah,
3: not bad. But it sounded
0: like they were riding their luck a little bit.
3: Yeah, I think so. I mean, McKenna in the pre-match today and their interim manager came out and said that they limited them to chances and stuff. But you look at the stats of that game and, you know, they were they were battered left, right and centre. They only had one shot all game. They had no big chances. So whatever the shot was, it wasn't a, a decent quality effort. Sheffield Winsett had 18, 18 shots. Crew only had 39% possession. So it sounds like one of those end-of-season games where a team is going for promotion and they just have to win no matter how. And, and I guess if they needed to, they might be able to step up another level And, and, and Crew just took the, the do you remember when we played like Palace and Stockport in the last two or three games in the late 90s? And we're, there was like a bit of a, a nervous energy in the crowd, but we just won. We had to win. Chiffre goal. Wednesday won it with a league reggae. I think it was a penalty, wasn't it? They won it with a penalty. Um, and and yeah, that's 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 not the worst they've had this season, um, but it's why they are where they
0: are. And let's talk about the record against us. We can talk about the, the game in November, but most of us of a certain vintage will have a memory of Crew being a bogey team, but the stats suggest not so. No,
3: I mean we're unbeaten in the last nine against the last time we lost was a one 0 defeat right at the start of the two thousand and three, four season. So that was Royal's first year in charge, you know, probably year in charge after the big clear out with Matt Holland going and Marcus Bent going and Herman Horidason exception going you know uh, yes that one well, I've, I've got this one no i've got this one this was a, a league cup tie in our relegation season we've beaten 3-2 that's why i've gone for that one but our overall head to head is decent you know we've got 12 wins four draws and only three wins for crew but the trouble is we all remember that game in 1999 don't we where we lose 2-1 and is it Jermaine Wright oh, nice. sent off and yeah it was we really messed that up and then it's the playoffs again against bolton that's that's what always sticks in our mind no matter how good the record is since then that is always the result that i will always think of
0: Yep, and that again back in November, I remember that was a Sunday afternoon game, for no obvious reason. Um, the headlines will be the great goal by Selena, which is in the running for the EFL goal of the season. Did you watch this one, Seb? Were you? Did you recall that this was a really awkward afternoon? I seem to remember,
3: yeah, the, that was the feeling afterwards.
0: We'd. Um, what was the result prior to that? I think we'd.
3: We had this weird week. I think after it's right at the end of Paul Cook's tenure, because after this we play Arsenal, who were t- the Arsenal kids who were two 0 up against in midweek, end up losing on penalties too. Then the following weekend we play Barrow, don't we, in the first leg of the um, of the FA Cup and draw nil nil. And Paul Cook gets sacked after that. So moment. I think we just lost to Rotherham.
0: Yeah, this is we just, yeah, is- just yeah. So we lose to Rotherham, quite a chastening defeat. Um, and this game was nervous. We scored yeah. really early and then just took our foot off the pedal. Didn't create a huge amount. And everyone was turning up expecting a four or a five. Because Crew's season had kind of started quite badly. We just didn't turn up. Second half, Crew, better team as well. So, yeah, this, this alarm bells were ringing, even though we won. I remember the pod, maybe David was saying, this felt like a draw. Yeah. You know, we left it full time thinking, man, we've lost or drawn this. And in actual fact, we'd won the game. And I think Paul Cook was a little bit, perturbed at that one and as you say after that Arsenal and Barrow in the cup and he's
3: gone bye bye so it must have it must have been his last league game then I guess yeah it must have it was right at the end of his his tenure so yeah strange game I remember Macaulay Bond I listened to the flagship show and I'm sure they said that Bon missed a fair a fair few chances that day as well so one of those frustrating games where at half time we're kind of 2-0 up and we're thinking we've done all the hard work and you know everyone's expecting another two or three goals in the second half, but as we saw so many times under Cook, you know, we didn't turn up for the second half. And and I guess by the end, it's a feeling of a bit of meh, you know?
1: Hmm. You.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with MOOC delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
3: Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process.
0: Talking of managers, you mentioned David Artel left crew a few weeks back ago, um, a few weeks back. I mean... 274 games that he was in charge for, 36.5% win ratio is not terrible. Yeah. Um, took them up in 1920 and 12th place finish that you mentioned or alluded to. Um, but I, I kind of feel sorry for him a little bit, either because he kind of needed to be let go sooner so they could save their season. But given he's been at the club since I, you know, he was a player there, I think he was. Academy op- operations manager since the mid-teens, I kind of feel sorry for him that he's kind of had to leave the club. I kind of think.
3: Do you think he deserves the chance to do the rebuild? To put him
0: back into a different role. If he's not going to be manager, give him a different position because I'm sure he's hardly thought of there, and the fans obviously appreciate what he's done. But it's just, it's just it's just gone wrong, hasn't it, Seb? And I don't think, um I don't and think not necessarily mm-hmm.
3: of his fault either you know having lost those two crucial players last summer I think a lot of people would struggle with that and they've appointed uh, Alex Morris into the, uh, the 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 interim role I've got no idea if he'll be made permanent or if they're looking externally I don't know he was uh, the former assistant manager I think he was made assistant manager relatively recently it's not been a long term uh, appointment for him only been in charge for two games the the 3-1 win like we discussed against ASU and, and the 1-0 defeat against Sheffield Wednesday uh, he's been around the, the club for a good while as well former crew player under 18s manager 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 first team coach in 2017 and then became the assistant manager before getting getting this gig so he's only been in charge for a a couple of games when we come on to the likely formations and personnel please bear in mind you've got two caveats here you've got the fact that he's only two games into his managerial career and the fact it's a dead rubber and he might look want to look to you know experiment and stuff because he he can't really lose at this point can he no
0: and yeah, well, exactly right. I, I've got I've got no expert point to make on that because it's it's the truth. Uh, let's move along swiftly. Um, before I so let put it, put it on the teleprompter, Ron Burgundy, and let me read it. Uh, let's talk about the attacking and defending stats. We kind of talk about possession stats each week. I mean, crew are going to have a good amount of possession. So you know, fifty-two point one percent is mid-table average yeah, accuracy, right. pretty good. But I think it's, it's a goal scored and the goal's conceded, which they tell the story, don't they?
3: Exactly right. Yeah, it's a 35-goal score, which is 0.8 per game. They only create... Oh, thank you, Bits. Thank you, Bits. Absolute Bits. legend. Thank you very much. Much appreciated.
0: And, yeah, just get in there and get straight out. Don't hang around. In the services, and take care. No, thank you, Bits. As always, thank you very much. Keep going. uh, (laughs) Don't think about that. Keep going.
3: Only, only create one, one uh, big chance per game, and if you miss that big chance, well, you're going to get yourselves in trouble, aren't you? They have 9.8 shots per game, which is the third worst in the league. So it's not a side that's going to take a lot of, a lot of shots. Uh, 11% of their goals come from set pieces, but it's the, it's the defending that they, they struggle so badly on. They've conceded 80 goals so far this season. That's the third worst in the league behind Doncaster, who've conceded. 80 and uh, sorry 81 and Morecambe we've conceded 85. So they're averaging 1.8 goals against per game. And if you know if that's your record, you are bang in trouble, aren't you? Let's be honest. Only three, uh, four clean sheets all season. So 44 games played, only four clean sheets. Uh, the keeper is fairly active, average of 3.4 saves per game, uh, and they make the second most tackles in the league as well, with 16.1 per game. So this is a side that you know is up against it uh, for all 90 minutes. They concede nearly. Two goals per game, and that's exactly why they are flat bottom and, and have been relegated already.
0: I'm worth reiterating, you mentioned the home stats, but twenty-one goals for at home is the third worst in the division. Thirty-nine goals against at home is the worst. So, the home record again a big factor there. In in the limited, I was going to say success it's not really been any success this season for this them. Year. It
3: was last year, but but not this season. Yeah,
0: right. it's not really worked for them. Let's should we talk about formations and Players said, so "Let's do our best to speculate yeah. as to who will be involved." Again, we mentioned injuries; that is a factor, isn't it? But
3: yeah, absolutely. So, like we say, you know, this is a, there's a caveat here that it's a dead rubber, so it might completely change. But based on what the interim's manager has done for the last couple of games, it's likely to be a four two three one, a Paul Cook special four two three one. Dave Richards will be the goalkeeper. He's now the established number one. 30 appearances and three clean sheets. Normally, second choice behind Will Yaskaline, and that'll make you feel old. You see, Yaskaline's kid is now a professional football player. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's uh, usurped him recently, and he's now kind of the number one, the number one choice. Defence, they've got a real problem at right back. Although they've got a couple of injuries which might be coming uh, coming back into contention soon, but they've got a guy Josh Lundstrom currently playing at right back who is a central midfielder by trade. He's kind of slotting in there because they've got two or three injuries in that position. He's made 21 appearances, no goals, two assists. But like I say, he's slotting in. He's, he's That's that's not his natural position. The centre backs will be Billy Sice Davis, a uh, 22 year old, 20 appearances. He likes to bring the ball forward. He likes to play the ball out to the halfway line. Luke Offord, he scored the own goal at, at Portman Road, the fir- the opening goal after three or three or four minutes uh in the in the in the game at portman road he'll be the uh, the other center back he's only 22 you're noticing a running theme here already with the ages 42 appearances so far this season he scored the own goal like i said and he also is a ball playing center back so he will like to bring the ball out and link with the central midfield players zach williams the left back an 18 year old 18 appearances no goals one assist so you've got that back four there with an average age of what 21 as a, a, yep. as a as a defensive unit and like you said earlier when you've got injuries that's not the kind of position you want to have kids playing in do you you need at this level a couple of those experienced or those kind of warriors going for you at the back and unfortunately they just haven't had it due to due to the injuries <clears throat> they've and got a couple the, of even
0: the backups Seba, I was going to say the backups aren't particularly experienced as well you know got a 22 year old a 20 year old another 18 year old in Conor yeah. O'Riordan you know this is uh, you know there is experience in the rest of the team. We'll talk about that, but yeah. back, it's a strange one, isn't it?
3: It is, yeah. It seems strange because, you know, I assume doing the research, I would find a gnarly 35-year-old centre-half who was out for the season or something, but there just isn't anything. You know, they just have a very young defensive line. I, I'll be honest, I didn't have a chance to look and see what their January business was, but I don't think anybody of any real experience moved on. They have experience elsewhere down the pitch, but, but in the back, it's, it's a very inexperienced uh, uh, group.
0: Yeah, some good names there on, on on the bench who, or in the wings. But I, I, do you want me to pronounce them for you?
3: No, I'll give it a go. I knew you'd bring this up, so I'll give it a go. So they've got a couple of right-backs who are back in training and they might well come in for Josh Lundstrom at the right-back position. So you've got Tariq Ukewi. Owekwe. Uh Only a 22-year-old, ex-Chelsea. Uh, and Ryan Alibuso.
0: Yeah close enough. Thanks.
3: Uh, he's only 20 years old. He's on loan from Arsenal. They're both available now after injuries. I think they've had ankle injuries and foot injuries respectively. They're both now available. The left-back, the regular left-back, Rio Adebayse, he's out with a foot fracture. Uh, Travis Johnson is a centre, is a right-back. He can also play centre-back. Um, he's had a scan on a foot injury and they're thinking he might be involved in the very last game of the season but they think this weekend will come too, too soon for him. And like you said, Connor O'Reid and the 18-year-old centre-back he's made nine appearances but, but not Featured in the last couple of games,
0: midfield is where we get a little bit more experience in the likes of Luke Murphy, Tom Lowry, as well. And centre mid is a player that I like, but there's a little bit dysfunction in here. And one, Raheem Harper, has been making a. a I was going to say a vital contribution. I think that's pretty overstating it, but he's he's certainly he's got improving, isn't he? The, yeah, he's got
3: back in the side recently. I think he's played the available, last... obviously. Yeah, four or five games. If we could let him, I wouldn't have an issue with him playing against us, would you? If they could amend the rules and they could say, "Oh, yeah, if you want to, we can play against you," I'd have no issue with that personally. Nah. But okay, fair enough. Um, so that there goes your. Um, thanks for that input. Uh, so there goes. Yeah, they've got to make at least one change in central midfield. So I'd imagine it'd be Tom Lowry, 24 years old, 30 appearances, three goals, four assists. He likes to drift out to the right. He'll be one of the central midfield positions. And I think Luke Murphy, the 32-year-old, signed from Bolton last summer, uh, I think he'll be the other one. 36 appearances, uh, no goals, uh, one assist so far this season. I think he's likely to be the, they'll be the central midfield too. They've got Oliver Finney. who has been a bench option recently. I guess he could potentially come in for Luke Murphy maybe. As we said, Harper can't play. Uh, Regan Griffiths uh, is available. He the, the kind of bench options, these kind of guys. But being a dead rubber, he might just throw them in. And then the guy Scott Robinson on loan from Celtic, who was doing okay for them, but he's gone back up there because he had an injury and he's out for the season. So he's gone back up to Scotland to to get his rehab sorted out for the new year.
0: And going further up the pitch, I mean, let's deal with the front four, shall we? You know. Michael Mandron up front is you know is having kind of a second wind because I remember he was at Col U and I think he started out in his crew career and didn't do particularly well but he's he's a regular starter now he scored seven goals a season I think he scored a decent number last season as well he's kind of the one and only focal point really isn't he and and in terms of the goals around him from the from the three behinds There isn't really many goals there, is there, Seb, looking at it? No,
3: there's Chris Long. He's kind of there. Their left forward okay. option. He's the guy that is the he's got nine goals so far this season, one assist in thirty appearances. So it's between him and Mandron for the the, the goal scoring. Scott Kashket's come back into the side recently. He got injured against us in November. I don't know if you remember that he, he, he got injured at an ankle injury and he hasn't featured until the last couple of games. So he was out for four months, but he's come back into the side now. <clears throat> Callum Anley, uh, Angley, sorry, is a, a, a the sort of the central attacking midfielder, but his numbers aren't great. You know, twenty nine appearances, no goals. I guess they bought in Ben Knight, didn't they? Expecting him. Him to to kind of fill in these kind of positions and be there, you know, their Ryan Fraser, Tom Lawrence, Johnny Williams kind of signing and come down with a load of pre- uh, Premiership training experience from the likes of Pep Guardiola and stuff. But it it hasn't worked. He picked up an, an- ankle injury in December and hasn't featured since. And as a result, they're, they're really struggling. And equally up front, there's, there's not much uh, in the wings behind Mandron either. They've got Chris Porter, who is 38, but he's got an Achilles problem. So he's not featured in either of the games that the, the interim manager's taken, taken charge of. Um, And they've got Basilia Sambu. He's kind of the bench striking option. They signed Daniel Ajayi from uh, Oxford in January. He's back in training now, but he's not featured since the end of March either. So they've got some injuries up there, leaving Mandron as their only real kind of focus. And, and after that, there's not much left at all.
0: And to be fair to Mandron, he's you know scoring goals. He scored in the win against AFC Wimbledon a few weeks back. But yeah, there's just yeah, if Long and Mandron aren't in form, then this team is really going to struggle. So yeah. you know, as we said before, inexperience at the back, injuries or players returning from injury not quite fully fit. This could re- be... Not, yeah.
3: not replacing bodies last season. You know, it's like us in 2018, yeah. 19. You know, we lose Waghorn, Garner, etc., And we, we replace, we try and replace cheaply or whatever or not do our research properly. And it does come back to bite you. And unfortunately for them, that's happened with Charlie Kirk going to Charlton and uh, and Dale going to Blackpool. Well,
0: um, we're still going live. We're um, still with you guys. We'll go through the chat now, but really keen to get your predictions Any um, any outlandish team news that you want to add into the mix um we'll talk uh, we're aware of a few bits and pieces but let's just quickly run through some of the comments because i know that you guys have been um contributing there and bits talks about blue monday live that um maybe something happening possibly in the next few weeks maybe after charlton if we can make it work it won't be a full-blown blue monday live but we might do a little bit meet up if we can find a venue so um yeah keep Your eyes peeled on our social media. If only we had a
3: relationship with a premier venue. Wow, the
0: best pub in Ipswich, but I haven't spoken to them yet, Seb. So thank you very much for putting them under pressure. Not unusually. They're listening anyway. Um, Might be good to rest Burns tomorrow and plays pretty much all the time, says Jason. Yeah. He's
3: got a knock as well, hasn't he? We'll come on to us in a minute, but he has got a knock. So I guess he is a doubt.
0: Yep. Um bits one, only one of the last five that long come. No. No, 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 no. Um Nick's making his first trip to crew in twenty years. Good for you, Nick. Um, I'm sure it will be very similar to what it was there before. Um, FBI tractor crew fans say they tried to do it on the cheap this year, possibly COVID effective finances and failed. Yeah, I'm sure that um feels familiar for the for them and doesn't really surprise me um what else have we got uh, barrier game I don't remember a barrier game says fia to... oh yeah there were two of them um not good uh what else have we got um yeah marvel what went wrong with bond going from banging him in with ease and not being able to hit bond or his words i think um were you watching on i follow on tuesday so? yeah there was two instances and i've i've got a real be in my bonnet about this um, Bond's runs on the shoulder of the last man he is more than uh, more often than not offside yeah. and is either called offside or it's got to the point now where players just don't pass it to him there was two instances on Tuesday when Wolfen and Morsey only had Bond as the outball and both of them stopped their forward runs, checked and tried to find a different pass and then berated Bond for it and I just wonder whether there's obviously a confidence and we know that there's been off field issues for him. It's a really tough time for him, but I just think there's some, I don't know whether it's coaching or mental, but I, I'm just not sure his brain is in the right frame of mind. And those kind of mistakes mean he's just a dysfunctional player at the moment. It's really yeah. sad to see it. He's not playing on instinct because he's thinking about stuff and probably thinking about stuff means that, oh, maybe I should be running this way or maybe I should be taking this position. And whilst he's thinking about that, he's not concentrating on whether he's in front of his man or not. And I think maybe he's very much in his head is possibly my prediction, Seb.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's had stuff off the pitch, hasn't he? But also, if you look at his career as a whole, he scored pretty much the number of goals we probably would have expected this season. They just all came in a 15 game window didn't they that was the problem you know I think at the start of the year I, I, I wasn't expecting him to be the, the first choice striker I think everyone thought Joe Piggott would fulfil that role and if you said to me he'll be on 12 goals going for the last two games of the season I'd have thought oh that probably sounds about right the trouble is he, he banged them in in such quick succession and looked amazing you know the quality of some of the goals was superb that we all got so so excited and I can understand why he's getting so frustrated and you mentioned there the mental stem. I mean, he's, he's had off field stuff which obviously we should we've, we've said on this podcast before you know football people and stuff and you know they go through real issues like we do so that's an important factor to consider but also he probably realizes that every single chance he misses the chances of assigning him drops down another percentage and if you've had that for i mean when was his last his last goal was gillingham wasn't it yeah mckenna's second game in charge and before that it was god knows november october time so he scored like one goal in probably 25 30 appearances now so every time he misses he probably thinks to himself i'm not gonna end up getting the transfer to my boyhood club that I've, you know, wanted so, so badly. So I can kind of see how that's affecting him as well. So it is a shame, but I kind of think he's probably got the numbers we expected. The problem is they all came in such a a quick window and therefore we kind of thought he was going to score 25 and win us the league.
0: Would you play him tomorrow or on Saturday?
3: (sighs) We discuss this every week, don't we? I mean, I thought he was pretty poor personally against against Wigan. Um, Norwood, you know, came on and, took heavy touches, Piggott's so out of favour. I'll be honest, I don't know what I would do. I'd, I'd still be tempted to try Piggott simply on the basis that he's going to be in next season, but I've said that probably for the last two or three weeks and it doesn't happen, so I don't think McKenna rates him in the slightest. So I guess it will be one of Norwood or, or Bonn. Uh, the romanticist in me perhaps likes the idea of Bonn getting the last game of the season against Charlton, uh, you know, maybe hopefully getting a goal to, to, to sign off. So maybe give Norwood this one and give Bon Charlton would be my my preference.
0: I'm still waiting for my Pigot Chaplin front two, but we shall see. That's my outlandish prediction. Uh yeah, oh, I'm I'll oh,
3: Bullying. Um, Gag yeah. bullying.
0: Well, it's only because you bully me about the football room when I want to slide indoors. Evening to Andreas. Good to have you with us. Um FBO Tractor, I'd be I'd be I'd let a play. Um, but you're just not allowed, yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd I was
3: personally, there's nothing to Arpa lose Arpa there. To <laughs> We've had it before. I remember Andy Marshall played against us once, I remember. That. He was on loan Sticking somewhere. Stick
0: with Backinson. Sticking with Baconson. Baconson.
3: Against what? the player himself pronouncing his own name. Brilliant. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Um, yeah, we're just raking up old things that everyone's everyone's mardy about. Um, Mandron feeding on scraps. Unlike those, go to the chippy tomorrow. <laughs> Loving that. Um it's meant to Charlie, be a good
3: chippy, Near the ground, apparently.
0: Charlie, we did... We've... Um, you, whilst this is still live you can still scroll back if you're watching on YouTube we dealt with Simpson pretty early doors about five minutes in long odd debate about that one um, we're all a bit disappointed is the headline there but we drill into some thoughts there so definitely worth listening back on that um, is there any chance you could do a mini pod asks Michael on non-Ipswich town football books with the help of Harry potentially so uh, we want to do another book club at some point but all ideas welcome um maybe michael ping us an email if you've got further thoughts about that one um any players coming in from america this summer um not sure about that one maybe i think i wouldn't be surprised if players are transferred over for training purposes and friendlies but possibly not i'm not well i don't know too much about the Phoenix squad, but their season's still ongoing at the moment. isn't It's just it, started,
3: so? isn't it? Only, yeah, I think it only started about a month yeah. or so ago. That'll be next year when we get to do our pre-season tour of Arizona. Can't wait to go. Music. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that'll be great. That's going to
0: happen. Uh, FPL Tractors team, Walton, Wolfen and Baggett Burgess, Pinson Young, Morsey, Backinson, Penny, Humphrey, Selena, Chapman. Okay. okay. So have you got a... F- so, you've got tonight. Chaplin up front
3: on his own, Selena in behind, uh, and then I guess Humphrey's playing as a number 10 alongside Selina behind Chaplin, I presume, with Vincent Young and Penny as the wing backs and Morsey and Backinson in the centre.
0: Yeah, okay. I'd like
3: to see Baggett come back in. I think he deserves it. The trouble is, Burgess is probably man of the match for me against Wigan. So, it's a bit harsh to drop him. And if you don't drop him, then as we discussed in the Telegram group, you've probably got to shift around the players, haven't you? So, it'll be interesting to see what he does.
0: Will Norwood play for us again? I think Seb's given an answer for that one. I'd be I, I, if Norwood starts the next two, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets another year.
3: He won't because you have but, to you have to trigger the option. He's on too much money.
0: I'd, but as I, what I'm saying is, it's not a terrible option as a backup striker, is he? Um, there was an interesting point by Mike Bacon on Kings of Anglia as well earlier about Norwood being a, a senior player with type of character that we maybe lack a little bit of, but. Yeah, I, I maybe. I think,
3: I think he'll go. I think he wants to be the main man somewhere. He's at the age where he wants one last, you know, one last hurrah somewhere. And I think if Tranmere had come up, he'd have gone back there. But I think he'll be released, personally.
0: Piggott needs wheels, <laughs> says Skip. Yeah. Um, Kvy, where has he gone? Well, Seb, he's back in training, isn't he? Yep. I and he was in the warm ups on he's Tuesday the, night as well.
3: The nineteenth man, wasn't he? Doing the warm ups stuff.
0: He's surprised if he. Starts, but would you? Well, if
3: Burns, it will depend on Burns, wouldn't it? So Burns picked up a knock apparently on his ankle against Wigan. So I guess if Burns is out, then you kind of have to play Vincent Young, don't you? Because who else could you slot in there? Unless you put Danasi in there, four. and then, or well, you think we go radical and change the formation? Do you? I, I don't know. He, yeah. could, he could do anything, couldn't he? A definitely out. Apparently, Penny's a big doubt with a with a dead leg. That's why he didn't come out for the second half against uh against Wigan. um And I guess, yeah, if, personally, if it was me, I'd, I'd play. Vincent Young if Burns doesn't make it I'd play Vincent Young at right wing back because um, I'm not sure we've really ever seen him in that in that role consistently have we
0: not sure
3: no he's, really, he's always been a right back for his tenure here so that link up with Danassi might help him and I think he deserves to have a go and see if he can do anything you know because otherwise he might be one of those in the summer that we look to, look to move on potentially
0: yep and, and I guess the question is about which academy players maybe feature are you I, Baggett um, I'd like to see
3: Baggett start. I'd like Humphreys. I've got no issue if Humphrey starts. Um and then I can't pronounce it because you're bullying me, but on the bench, I'd like to see Tawan. I'd like to see him on the bench. You know, he's one as well, been scoring, um, you know, doing doing well in the other twenty threes level. Apparently he's been training with the first team for an amount of time now. So these are the kind of games you've got to give people chances and if Aluko's out, that kind of frees up a attacking option either in the the team or on the bench. So I'd love to see him get some game time tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I, uh, Edwin Jay's another name that I keep hearing good things about. I think he plays centre mid or right mid. Um, he might be an option out there as well. It's going to be an interesting one. I'm not sure it's worth this making too many bold predictions on that one. Would you? Uh, Bagot surely got to come in, as he?
3: I'd like to think so. Yeah, I mean, you know, he did.
0: If it's a if it's a three at the back.
3: Yeah, he did well against Rotherham, didn't he? And I guess you but have then to shift.
0: Burgess was probably arguably our best player against Wigan. So who yeah, did you, I, did you, you just replace? So,
3: and you'd have to shift Wolfenden to right centre-back. I guess put Burgess in the middle and put Baggett on the uh, on the left. But Baggett seems to be pretty good with his right foot. So maybe you could just slot him into the Dynastien role and put... Dynastien at right wing back? I, I don't know. We'll find yep. out at, at two o'clock tomorrow. He could do any any number of things. Skip's made a great point there as well about El Mazzuni. Um Kind oh, of yeah. the forgotten man in all this. You know, I, I really like El Mazzuni. I think he's a really neat and tidy player. I think he's he's bulked up a lot and I'd like to see him get some game time as well. I'd put him alongside Morsey personally and, and, and not bother playing Backinson because whilst I think we will sign Backinson, I think, it's pretty much a done deal um, as, as part of the agreement like they suggested. I'd like to see Al Miz get a couple of games now to see what he can really do because I, I really do like him.
0: Uh, other thoughts we've got here, and um, some people maybe not so hot on KVY. Uh, Andreas, that was all for Norwood, but the last game was poor. Yeah, I kind well, of agree that, with that, that one. That touch he took, yeah. Yeah, FPL tracked to one last payday for Norwood. Surely won that two or three year deal. I doubt we'd offer him that. Probably right. Jason... think arrest burns to play in the home game yeah i think makes sense logic with that bag it in the middle of the three for the under 23 so i'll play in there okay yeah um jason reckons Elmers will leave in the summer with dobra
3: yeah that could be fairly true i think dobra will as well you know i think we're at a time now where as we discussed with the tyree simpson issue at the start of the pod our our targets and our ambitions are now higher and i think some of these guys might might have to move on
0: um let me do some shout outs and bits and pieces get your score predictions in the in the chat i've realized that we are coming up to the hour so we'll probably jettison football room 101 for next week um purely because we could go on for as long as maybe we need to do like a bonus podcast thingy but we've got one more next week against charlton so we'll do that we've got guests next week as well from our friends at turnstile blue um, but in terms of other bits and pieces of pod news, um, as I said, get your um, predictions for tomorrow um, or Saturday, depending on your listen to this, into the chat. And we'll go through those. I'll get Seb's thoughts as well. Everything you kind of need to know, Monday Itfc.co.uk is our website. All the links to all of our bits and pieces, including the aforementioned Telegram group, our community chat group. Really enjoying that. To those of you who are part of that, um, thank you for being part of that. I'm really enjoying that conversation continuing that throughout the week we've got lots of various itfc variations of chats but non-football and non-ibswich um, stuff as well so do get involved in that the links at blue monday there is a subscription fee but the first two weeks give it a try are on us they're free um, and then if you don't want to commit which we totally understand um then you've not lost anything for those first two weeks um in terms of other shows, Seb might be doing one of our 10-minute reactions at full time with Ben, but at the very least, Ben and Seb will make up two-thirds of the flagship team for Sunday, along with Joe, and we're trying to get that up um, about lunchtime now on Sunday rather than Monday morning. So look out for our in the usual places for that. As we mentioned as well, the Q&A from Wednesday night with Ben, Craig, and Joe still available, some good debate there. Um, so get involved in that and as always um, in advance of next Saturday I want to say or is it Sunday? I need to get this right Next, if you don't want people turning up on the wrong day um, it is Saturday. Head to the Greyhound um, any day of the week it's a fantastic pub but next week um, open for breakfast I believe from 9.30ish so get down there for a pre-match fry up and if, if I manage to negotiate it we might do a little bit of a pod kind of meet up at full time at the greyhound in the beer garden as well so if we can make that happen we'll put that out on our twitter and all that kind of stuff and it'd be great if you could join us for that so more things to keep a lookout for there that i think is all the bits and pieces we need to talk about in terms of plugs so let's get these predictions before i come to you seb for your prediction and um, before we say goodbye um oh here we go there's lots of positivity here 2-0, says Charlie. 6-4, um, there's FBO Tractor. <laughs> I was tempted to put that shirt up behind me, FBO Tractor, but I love a 6-4, that would be good. 3-0 um, for Mark, a 4-0 for Skip. Doesn't say who, by the way. Skip will well, assume it's for Ipswich. Uh, Address is also going 4. Eric's go for a 3. A Wolfie will score. And the big question, I'm sure, um, is set-piece or 90-yard solo run. As per last week, and Charlie's going for his ninety-yard solo run round in the key from Home, which is frankly what he probably should have done last week, right, Charlie? Um, never mind. Um, uh, Flim-flam. I tried to summon up to your telegram, but I think I might have joined the Levelers by mistake. What a beautiful day! Is that Levelers? I hope so. That's a band, Seb. Yeah,
3: you're asking the wrong person. I, I if, if Kistery don't play it, I'm gonna be honest, I probably won't listen to it because for the last 10 years, all I've listened to is Kistery.
0: There you go. What a beautiful day it is indeed a song by the levers. Look it up, kids. Um, it's probably almost 30. That's the years Premier on, League
3: intro it? show when ITV had it.
0: No, that's you 2
3: Oh, they're a band. Oh, there it. we go.
0: That's, they're a band.
3: Yeah, done since
0: the stuff. 80s. He <laughs> wrote part of the Joshua Tree over there, and the other part over there. Um, it's two a collection of hatchbacks uh, in Eastern Europe. <laughs> How's the edge? The edge is foy and um, need to stop doing the accents. Um, Ewan, morning from the Sunshine Coast. 2-1 prediction for me. Will we see the swathe of youngsters from Crew? Though I mean, by default, Ewan, we think they'll be youngsters because they have to, but, yeah, we do suspect some jiggery, pokery, and some younger players to feature there. Um, 2-0. Come on, you Blue Army. Another fantastic night. Thank you, um, Robert. Yeah, I'm nearly done on mine, so I will probably get one more um, if if you're counting. Um, Any rumors of new kit? Yeah, there's lots of rumors, Jason. Um, TWTD seem to... Folk on TWTD are mentioning Umbro. That's the one that we keep hearing, but nothing confirmed yet. A lot of chat about that in Telegram today about whether we should wear that on the final day it's not something we tend to do but hopefully news on that soon because i do love kit chat and more than that i kit chat that is a great name for a podcast i'm stealing that kit chat trademark me that's going to happen later on in the next few weeks hopefully uh yeah a lot of people see i'm not going to speculate on that anymore um howard's mm-hmm. even if years, is the level is there we go this chat has gone all kinds of weird four <laughs> nil four calls for corners what's the odds Bad, Jason. I wouldn't put any money on that. I'll take
3: that bet right now, yeah.
0: Let's get the season done. want to finish in a high. 3-0 for MW. Thank you, Skip. Um, Charlie D, I saw the lovers live in 98. Not a washed person anywhere. Awful. Those were the days, Charlie. Adam Clayton is fine. Seb, um... any we'll do um yeah there we go eric thank you um any more last shout outs get them in the chat now um seb what is your prediction i'll give you mine and then we'll do last words in the chat and then we'll say sayonara on uh, what's your prediction
3: three nil it's the end Aww. of term i know we don't score many goals but they ship goals and yeah it's going to be a, a good away following i think if we, it's over a thousand tickets i think isn't it is it eleven hundred i think we've sold so like that. Again, you'll like, be there won't like, you i'm there yeah i'm going it's great Can say hi to
0: see get... seb if you're at crew
3: It's my closest one of the season. It's only 45 minutes away. So, yeah, looking forward to that. So, yeah, get uh, get yourselves uh, along if you go and come and say hello. And I think 3-0, I think it's going to be a resounding end-of-year away victory going into the Charlton games next week.
0: I feel like I need to bring us back to a sense of depression. It's like, have we talked about 21 Jump Street when they both take – they both take the <laughs> yeah, acid away. I'm yeah, Jonah Hill uh, and I'm challenging Tatum. You're challenging Tatum, yeah. yeah. I'm listening to Creed and predicting a two-one <laughs> Ipswich Town win. I'm a mirror image of the game at Portman Road, um, but in our but in our favour, we'll win. Um, I'm just not sure we can score for fun quite yet. But anyway, there you go. Whatever it will be, will be. Um, join the guys in the flagship show to discuss that, um, and we'll. Uh, just finished with our kit chat with richard that's I'm, i can even in my mind's eye i can see the image for that pod and i'm gonna get sued by kitkat but bring it on is all i say thanks charlie thank you michael um howard it was great to see a couple of goals on tuesday night so a 3-0 will be great here here um thank you said for the research thank you rich for your efforts and thanks to everyone for the great banter um Rich does a little bit of research said would you say a little bit no. tiny bit nope nope Good stuff. He criticizes
3: mine every time. He sends me an updated script where he corrects a couple of things that I mistake. I so, know he's, he's, he does, to be fair. And he always hosts this because he always says, do you want to host? And I always go, no.
0: No. So, uh, it's, it's
3: how it works. I do all the research. He does the hosting. Works well.
0: Get Seb on Kings of Anglia. The game comments on Blue Monday Takeover. There you go. Oh, well, we're friends with Kings of Anglia. Cross-pollinate. There you go. We'll so um, as always, everything you need blue monday itfc.co.uk as we mentioned and um thank you everyone if you stuck with us for the full one hour six minutes we've gone long but i think we've gone hard and it's been good um yeah i regretted saying it as soon as i thought it um but really enjoyed that thank you everyone for joining us seb thank you as always for your your research and your intuition and thoughts you know words all that kind of stuff education knowledge knowledge imparting that sharing that etc um we'll be back next week obviously to talk about charlton um and but seb i'll hand over to you to close the show uh
3: i can't beat you saying Uh, so we'll we'll leave it at that thanks for watching everybody it's the last pre-match live show back next week or out on friday with a pre-record have a great weekend get yourselves to the greyhound and as always come on you blues